Well, for those of you that may not have been here in the last week or few weeks, we are continuing on our fall sermon series on the Ten Commandments. And you may have picked up on which one this was, if you listen to the readings. Because the word was used over and over again. And it's one that, in our culture, has really slid, in terms of people paying attention to it, over the last, I would say, several decades. And what's fascinating is, is that it's become almost commonplace that it's no big deal to miss church. In fact, if you read any statistics that come out from churches, from magazines or uh, research companies that pay attention to such things and trends... They say that most people believe they're a good churchgoer if they go once a month, especially if they go twice a month. It's just fascinating how the culture has changed. Not just the culture, but the church culture. And when you think of the fourth commandment, this commandment, remember to keep the Sabbath holy, you know, most people would interpret it as, yeah, I got to go to church on Sunday. That's how most people would hear that. That it's a duty, that it's an obligation, that there's a a guilt factor involved. And that's really not what the intention of the commandment is about. And somehow we just get it in our minds that that's really what it's about. And typically today, we buck a lot of things that we are supposed to do or have to do. It's part of our culture. When in fact, if that's our mindset, we're really missing not only what the commandment means, but God's desire for us, God's understanding of what it is that he's saying when he gives the commandment, remember to keep the Sabbath holy. You know, it's fascinating, just think about our culture, think about yourself just for a minute. There are certain aspects of your life that are non-negotiable. If you're employed, work is a priority. You can't just opt out of work anytime you want. If you're a student, school is a priority. And you can't just opt out of school anytime you want. Your parents won't let you. If you're a sports fan, There are certain sporting events that are a priority that you won't miss no matter what. You will take the time, make the effort. It could be a play. It could be a musical. It could be a variety of different topics that we touch on that are priority to us that you don't opt out of, you don't miss. Church? Worship, it's optional, right? That's the way we think, and that's the shift. Because we really misunderstand what God is doing, what God is saying when he says, remember the Sabbath. It's not to make you feel guilty. It's not to make you feel obligated or duty-bound. That's not it. It's because it's what we need 
for a healthy life if we're going to walk with the Lord. If we're going to walk in community with other people. That's the point. And that's what we miss. If we only see it as an option or an obligation, we're going to miss what God is trying to do with the whole notion and idea of Sabbath. Let me draw an analogy for you. The whole notion and idea of a rest in a musical score. If you know music, if you can semi-read music, there's what's called a rest in music. And what the rest does is it accentuate, accentuates what's come before it and it prepares you for what's coming. If you really understand God's point and purpose of worship, it's to accentuate what has happened in the last week. What you're thankful for. What you have a desperate need for. What you need to confess. I mean, that's part of the reason why we gather in corporate worship. Is we need to accentuate what has happened in the past week. And we need to be prepared for what's coming this week because we don't know what assaults or challenges or trials or temptations are going to be in our path as we leave this place after worship. And we have the rest of the week. So it's kind of like that rest that music without a rest is very, very difficult to do. There's a lot of things in our lives that are difficult to do without rest. If you play any sports, you need a rest now and then. That's why in football there's offenses and defenses, and people don't play both ways a lot of times these days. Because people need a rest. When you go to a play, and sometimes when you go to a concert, there's an intermission. Why? Because the people up front need a rest. You might not, they do. You might need a rest room. But you don't need a rest like they might. We need a rest. And God knows we need a rest. And that's why, remember to keep the Sabbath holy. You keep that day separate and different from other days. That's what the word holy means. It's meant to be different. It's meant to be a day of rest where we really do take a break and we look at the past week and we look at the future. You know, I don't know how many of you like to cook. I like to cook. And you know, when I'm done cooking, I like to just pause before I eat and serve and say, that looks great. Presentation is somewhat important. I know, Price, it's probably a lot important, but when you're eating at home, It's not like everything. It's like, that looks really good and I can't wait to dig in. You know, that's kind of what I do. Because I like to cook and I'm looking forward to eating it. You pause. When I finish my yard work on Thursday mornings, I love to look at and say, that looks really nice. And now it's time to go play golf. (laughs) That's what I like to do on my day off. And it's different. And it's set apart. And that's what the word holy means. Set apart. 
That's what we're doing when we say keep the Sabbath holy. And the first word in the commandment is remember. How precious is memory? Think about that. How as we live longer in our day and age, how we lament how many people have dementia and Alzheimer's. And how we desperately want them to remember. And how much we want to remember different aspects and occurrences in our lives. How we want to remember special occasions. And when you can't remember, you say, why can't I remember that? Because you desperately want to remember situations and people and occurrences. And if someone does something for you that deeply touches you, you'll remember them. Forever, we'll say. God created you. He wants you to remember. Jesus Christ died on a cross so that you might have salvation and eternal life. That's what we remember every Sunday. That's why the first word is remember. If you look in the Old Testament, that word is used dozens of times, hundreds of times. The feasts and the festivals, Passover, the Sabbath. Because remembering is important and remembering keeps something in your life. And when you have that weekly anchor, that it's a reminder for the center of your life. And it's not that you don't worship the Lord daily. Don't misunderstand. Because people will say, well, you know, I can just worship the Lord at home. Yeah, you can. And you should be doing that every day, by the way. But this day is different. The Sabbath is different. Keep it holy, that means we set it apart to remember the point of our lives, the priority of our lives, what God has done for us. So I want to talk about God's aspects of the Sabbath. And the first is Sabbath rest. It's rest. How many commercials, if you watch TV, how many commercials have you seen that are about sleep? Different mattresses, different pillows. We got a my pillow once, didn't work. I have always wanted to try a craftmatic bed, though. You know, do you remember the beds in the hotels that used to put a quarter in? They vibrated. That was so much fun. How important is sleep? And how many commercials? Talk about mattresses and pillows and the new kind of mattress that's out, and ones that come rolled up in the mail. And I mean, there's so many different mattresses. Because we realize that part of our day, we need rest. We need Sabbath in order to function properly. Well, that's God's design. He realizes that we need rest. In fact, When God created everything and he looked over and he said, this is really good. What did he do? 
He rested. He rested. Fascinating. God rested. And then, as much as that was the seventh day in the Old Covenant, what happened in the New Covenant changes things. Because when Jesus died on the cross in our place for our sin and brought us the gift of life eternal, not just life, but life eternal, the emphasis shifted to the first day of the week when he rose again and showed that he has power over sin and death for us. So that we might understand the gift that life is. The gift that eternal life is. How much God loves us through the cross. So now we set aside the first day. See, because we need rest to be complete and whole and healthy. That's physical, but we need spiritual rest. In Him. So we set aside time for worship. That's his design for us. That's part of his purpose for us. If you really understand what God is trying to do. And so we worship. That's part of what the Sabbath is all about. That we gather together with other believers Yes, we worship on our own. We pray and we spend time in God's word on our own. But then we need to come together with other believers because something different happens when we come here. Part of what happens when you come to worship is you interact with a bunch of different kinds of people. Some of whom are like you. Some are really different. Some are really challenging to be with. You're not one of them. It's those other people. But that stretches us. That God gives us what we need in order to worship him by pouring out his spirit and love other people. To be his people. We worship. We worship together. Because we need each other when you recognize how God designed the church. That you have gifts that I don't have and I have gifts that you don't have. That you're meant to bless my life, I'm meant to bless your life in different ways. And when you're not here, it hurts the body. Because we are the body of Christ. And we're meant to be together. That's why worship is significant and important. That we're lifting up the Lord. We are saying, you are worth this day, this time. Worship. That I want to give you this time and this day. I want to set it apart. I want to become holy like you become. You are holy. That's what we're talking about. That when we come together, God is trying to make us whole and complete That's why we need rest, to be whole and complete. And we need worship, to be whole and complete. That's part of God's design. And we can miss it. 
You know, let me tell you three P's that are critical in your understanding, my understanding of worship. The first is preparation. What do I mean by preparation? You start preparing for worship Saturday night. I go to bed typically 8.30, 9 o'clock on a Saturday night because I get up really early on Sundays. And my family has known that routine since my kids were little. Meredith still knows that routine. About 8.30, 9 o'clock, I go back, I read for a little bit, do a little prayer, praying, and then I go to sleep by 9, 9.30. Because I want to be prepared for today. I want to be prepared for you. I want to be prepared for the Lord. On Saturday nights, when our children were young and still at home, we talked about worship on Sunday. They laid out their clothes so there wouldn't be any fights. You'd have a better chance of getting there. You prepare. See, if you, if you don't prepare for a plan, and you don't plan to succeed, what happens if you don't plan? You plan for failure. And a lot of times decisions are made on Sunday mornings whether people are going to go to worship or not. You don't plan on Sunday mornings. If you have an appointment book, you write in your appointments for work, for events. I used to tell my kids when they were little, look, as soon as you know what you need to do in sports, my daughter and piano... You need to get it on my calendar because once it's in my calendar, it's there. I'm prepared. I've set the the time apart. You know, if someone wants to do something with you on Sunday morning, you say, let me check my calendar. Oh, I have an appointment that day. It's with the Lord. It's with his people. Isn't that what you do when you want to set other things up that are priority and, and important? You prepare. And then secondly, you participate. When you're here, you're not a lump. The word liturgy, presumably you're here because you at least tolerate a liturgical church if if you don't like it. The word liturgy means the work of the people. You're here to work. You're here to get your mind and your heart invested in what you're doing, engaged. How many people engage their mouth before they engage their mind? Here you're supposed to engage everything. Your body, your mind, your heart, your voice. Everything about who you are, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You participate. You participate in the body of Christ. You are intentionally a part of his body. You mingle, you greet, you love. And the third P, preservation. God wants to preserve your life. 
He wants you to keep healthy and whole. And he knows what you need. Worship is part of what you need, whether you recognize it or not. He wants to preserve your life and your life eternal. And this will help guard your soul. Because the culture basically says, this is not important. I don't think God would have made it one of the commandments if it wasn't. And lastly, grace. If you really understand the point of worship, it's about grace. That something happens in worship when you're engaged and invested, where God's grace washes over us. The word grace, another word for it is gift. That God has given us this gift in the week to rest, to worship to spend time with him in his presence and with other people in a way that's different than our own quiet time, our own private time with the Lord. That when we come to church, we experience grace through the various aspects of worship, in the music, in the prayers, in the scripture reading, in experiencing holy communion when we remember the gift that God has given us in Jesus Christ. And his sacrifice for us. Grace. That God wants to shower his grace on us. That wants, he wants us to learn what it means to be a gracious people. Which is why sometimes when you come here, you're going to be stretched. Because you may not like everyone. You may not want to interact with anyone, someone who's very different than you. I have no choice. But the reality is, it's been a blessing for me. Because I feel like the Lord has given me the ability to love. In a way that I might not have otherwise been able to love. Grace that we learn from his grace to become people of grace. That we learn to be gracious when other people might not be because he showered his Holy Spirit upon us. And that in here we experience his presence where two or three are gathered in my name and we're encouraged and we're blessed and sometimes we're challenged. But it's always his grace. You know, we refer to our service in two ways. Eucharist, which is Thanksgiving, by the way, and Holy Communion. Holy. Because we set apart this time to rest in Him. To learn what it means to rest from Him. Set apart for each other to be the church. So we can go out into the world prepared to deal with what comes. And communion with him. Because and through of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, which is what we remember. And communion with each other. That we come to the table together. 
that it's, as we refer to in our liturgy, a foretaste of the heavenly banquet. You know, if you really don't like being in worship, why do you want to go to heaven? Just something to think about. I used to say that to my dad. He used to always complain when we'd get back to the car about church. And I said, if you don't like it, why do you want to go to heaven? And he'd stare at me. That's what it's a foretaste of. That you're one with the Lord and you're one with each other. And you experience his rest and worship and grace. That's why Jesus said, Sabbath was made for us. Do you get that? Sabbath was made for you. When God created you, he created Sabbath at the same time. It was the next thing on his mind. And that's why we need to be mindful of keeping the Sabbath holy. We need to remember to keep the Sabbath holy and not forget. The Greek word for remember, not forget. Don't forget. Put it on your calendar. Put him on your heart. Put his people on your heart. And you will long to worship and find his rest. Let's pray. Lord God, worship is part of what you intended to be the divine rhythm of our lives. Where we all share in the symphony, the music of coming together for worship. And that we each bring our tune that you meld together. That as we share this time, we rest. And pause to remember what happened this past week. The blessings. That we might be thankful and praise you. The challenges. That we might seek you. that we discover your presence in a different way because of our brothers and sisters gathered here, mutually encouraged. And Lord, that we find that divine rest. Lord, we pray this day that we would learn more of what it means to keep the Sabbath holy. That we would learn of your rest. that we would learn more of your grace. That we might not only live in your grace as we share holy communion, but that we might more and more become people that are full of grace because we're full of your love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.